0: Hello, class. New year, new school term. I'm Mr. Eccleston. Now, let's take a register. Ferrari?
1: Yes. I mean, no, I'm leaving.
0: Um, I notice you're still here. Right. I'm not leaving. I see. Well, for your insubordination, write out I must not pretend to leave one hundred times. Away you go. What are you doing?
1: It's legitimate testing.
0: I see. You're getting harsh to do it.
1: Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed Series 12, not Season 12, because Richard would thump me, which is probably just as well, because he's standing next to me. Hey Richard. Hello. And standing to my left, not preparing to thump me, Zog. Hello. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. I know we're well happy into new the Year. New Year now, but this is the first time we've seen each other since. How is
2: Christmas? Yeah, not bad. Did you get a new car for Christmas? Sadly not. I almost finished a new car model, but that's a whole other thing. I did get myself a bicycle, however. Are we I allowed to talk about to... bikes on this show, Richard?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Gareth hey, Jones that, on... Uh, 21 speed or whatever it would be. Oh, so I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw it's that It's wheel
2: transport. It goes yeah. as quickly as we can make it go.
0: I saw that picture you sent of your bicycle and I looked at it. I used to know a bit about bikes when I was into mountain biking in the 90s, but I'm not anymore because I learned to drive. And that sort uh, of took the edge off was, bicycles for me. Friend, than yeah. But yeah, so is your bike any good?
2: Well, I think its is. is it what I mean, is. What is it? I'm obsessed hugely. This is obviously very unlike me. I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a, little bit, a, a little bit obsessive about what I should get. And, you know, being a skinflint, I didn't want to spend any money at all. And the thing had to be perfect. I decided that it had to be lightweight, simple and elegant. Um, it's a unicycle. You've well, gotten circus skills on us. I quite got No, that would be too really annoying hipster. Yeah. I mean, that would be just... <laughs> I almost bought I, a I unicycle
0: almost... once. Yeah, I can't ride one. When I was a student, there was one in the window, this sort of weird bric-a-brac shop around the corner from the flat I lived in and I saw it in the window and I thought, wow, a unicycle. And I went back and I said to my flatmates, there's a unicycle for sale in that shop and we all agreed that one of us should buy it and we were kind of double daring each other and it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go and buy the unicycle just because it's funny. And then I thought it was actually like 50 quid. And I was a student. And in those days, you know, 50 quid was a lot of money. Right.
1: So
2: a lot I, of beer. i, I yeah. was trying to work out whether it was the winner or the loser of the competition. that would happen.
0: It's <laughs> one of those things where you go, oh, this is hilarious. I now own a unicycle. And then you go, actually, wait a minute. I now own a unicycle. Yeah, exactly. Did you there buy you go, it in go, the end? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It would have been a better story if, if I said, yes, I did buy it. And then I broke my collarbone or something. <laughs> but no, right. that did not happen.
2: You definitely need two wheels on your bike. One of the first bikes that i actually found on my ebay search was the one they ended up buying 109 quid a lovely guy called nathan in north london who was moving to the states and selling his bike and it's lightweight it has the slightly annoying feature of being a single speed, which I wasn't is quite it? sure about. You've thought about the haven't you? It could be a fixie if I swap the rear wheel around. But what I'm going to do instead is to change the rear wheel for a two-speed hub. Ah. So I will actually have a two-speed bike. The benefits that I would see of a single-speed bike are lightness, simplicity, elegance, and the fact that you've got a better drive chain. Because you've got more teeth in contact with the chain. When I had a bike before, one of the things that really annoyed me about it was the derailleur gears always needed adjusting. Mm. The chain was always slipping off, and the gear change was never sufficiently precise. I want to move the lever and have the gears just go click, 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 I don't want them sort of...
1: Jittery, half in, yeah, half out. So, You're positive. Having a, oh, having a
2: hard, annoying, isn't it? And so I didn't want derailleur gears unless they were stupidly expensive, which rather ran up against my being a skinflint uh, <laughs> side of the thing. And at the point where I was seriously considering building a carbon fibre frame from scratch... And then attaching some other bits to it, I realised that I should just buy something on eBay. And I went back and bought the 109 quid bike in North London, which is working out beautifully so far. Hang on, you haven't told us what type of bike it is? It's a hybrid in the sense that it has an old, I think it's an Italian frame by a company called Cinelli. And then it has Shimano, I was going to say Shimano brakes, it has a Shimano brake because it only has a front brake. (laughs) What? No, but think of it... Well, okay. It's a fixed well, rear wheel so you of stop pedalling. I mean, well, well, no, because why do you need a rear brake on a bike? To do skids. Okay, well, I, I'm not planning on skidding. Okay. Th- that's the thing. Well, sure I'm not because you and, be and, 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 All you need the rear brake for is to skid. I'm not planning on doing any skidding. By not having a rear brake, it's lighter, simpler, looks better... Less stuff to go wrong. Yes, one Shimano brake, Vittorio wheels, I think, and I can't remember who made the crank. It's all different bits. No. I assume it's kind of evolved over the years because the frame isn't handlebars, that new. What you got? They're not drop <sighs> handlebars, are they? They're not. They're no, not they're, the, they're the. I've actually got two sets of handlebars. This is one of the great things. It came with really nice lock. Bunch of tools, spare straight handlebar. The handlebars on it at the moment are the kind of bull bar styles, you know, oh, yeah, which are basically straight yeah. with a, a pair with, of with, with a bull horned kind yeah. of projections at the end. So far, it's working out beautifully. I was talking to someone about bikes recently in
1: a bike store. I Was getting some bits for Violet's bike, and I said to him, "Oh, yeah, you know, these fixed rear wheels, you know, these single speeds, very, very popular in London at the moment. You see them everywhere." I wonder how people manage with them. And the guy in the bike store looked at me and said, Yeah, most people don't.
2: (laughs) Having lived with the single ratio for the short time that I've had the bike so far I can see that you could live with it as long as you don't live in a part of London that's particularly hilly that's why I'm confused now,
0: about the man you bought it from who is in North London which is very hilly well, very hilly
2: I think he's a bit fitter and a keener cyclist uh, did you see have. his calves I wasn't looking too right. he wasn't wearing terms, cycling was, shorts uh, at the time when no, you were, oh, we're no. A shame. but <laughs> I'm not going to try and get on with just one ratio and that's why I went for the two speed rear hub which I think is the smart elegant solution here so then i'm going to adjust the size of the chain ring to give me More the imp. best two ratios so i've got a kind of a just setting off and a hill ratio mm-hmm. and then a cruising ratio and if the cruising ratio is such that i have to adjust the two so that my ultimate top speed isn't super super quick yeah. in order to make the hill ratio right for let's say primrose hill or whatever might be the steepest hill i'm likely to go up Battersea Rise, probably, in the immediate area. I'm prepared to live with just going a little bit slower at the top end.
1: Richard, I can't picture you on any
0: sort of bike. Do you own a bike? No, I used to. I mean, it is, when I you know, were ten, it is the spot. Oh well, yeah, obviously, I had a rally grifter thing. when I was ten. There it is. See, which brings me to my favourite gearing system of any bicycle, which is the Sturmey Archer three-speed. It's a classic ah. for grifter, yeah, or indeed yeah. it was on the Chopper. Yeah. Oh, on many bikes, do they still make the Sturmey Archer? I don't know how it worked, well, but it was a kind of hub thing, wasn't it?
2: Well, music to my ears. The two-speed rear hub that I am adding is a Sturmey Archer. Ah, yeah, oh, it's a kickback right. gear change, yeah. 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 Like rather than Maybe it's just the kind of crappy levers we have on those bikes when we were kids but I don't remember the gear change being that great
0: the grifter was lovely because it was a twist grip yeah, a little oh. indicator and it was yep. blue for low and then yep. yellow for middle and then mm. red for top and okay. it was lovely yeah.
2: I don't remember having that quite a pleasing
0: action I think but yeah, yeah I love a Sturmey Archer yeah, I, don't I, don't really. I don't own a bike at the moment Gareth I might go and buy a grifter now we've talked about it I bet they're like a thousand pounds on eBay now aren't they and annoyingly
2: would you still fit onto a grifter I reckon so because I cause cause it had quite tall a tall, had a tall seat
0: post ten years old I was a surprisingly tall ten year old oh, I had a Mark 1 chopper. I think
1: I've told you the story of how I got it on this programme a long time ago. And I really harbour the desire to own a proper Mark 1 chopper now that's been extended for adults. They do actually exist, where people have modded choppers for full-size people now.
2: And oh, with really f- chunky wheels, yeah. Yeah, well, just longer, they're, taller. Like, I
0: tell but you aren't they idiotically pricey, though? Oh, 1500 quid if you want a chopper so, Mark 1. Geez. Yeah.
2: The great thing about... Acquiring a bike after, obviously, I had bikes years ago, then I've been just a car guy for a long time. The great thing about buying a bicycle and then sort of reacquainting yourself with bike culture after all this time well, first of all, I get to use all of Halford's now, not just half of them. <laughs> so cheap yes yeah, you, know, you, you, yeah. you, know, you know a new yeah. wheel you know, a complete new set of gears yeah. it's all so cheap once you've been used to the price of anything that goes on a car
1: knowing you Zog I am surprised you didn't get a Porsche design bike in any way there must be such things mustn't there they
2: probably are and to be honest I didn't even look at them I assumed they would be very overpriced maybe that's not true certainly the bicycles that I can remember sort of being associated with any sports car brands in recent years yeah. they've been lovely, elegant bits of carbon fibre engineering with lightweight, and I'm sure they're fantastic but expensive very expensive and i basically didn't want to spend more than 150 quid oh, you get a lot of bike for that second hand these um, days so yeah, really can, yeah. yeah. I, I,
1: as i've demonstrated it's the classic thing isn't it january you're trying to manage your costs because you overspent at christmas and you're trying to get fit because you've eaten a bit
2: too much at christmas a
1: bike is the perfect solution. it is you know yeah, saves g- you great money. For,
2: yeah and if you live in london okay trip like this i've come from fulham to stoke newington yeah. on a cold Sunday night I'm going to drive but for a lot of other trips around town a bicycle is the sensible way to do it if you're an urban dweller a bicycle is the sensible way to get around town I think you'll find in
1: London at the moment that the bicycle speed is greater than the car speed if you want to go from point A to point B you will get there on a bike quicker than you will in a car over a certain distance most of the time yeah Yeah, I'm sure that's true true. what have you been up to slim pickings
0: pickings on eBay for grifters there's one here starting bids 100 quid I presume it's going to go for more than that It looks like it needs a little bit of work. There's another one that's really tatty That started at £75. That's it. There's not much out there at the moment, grifter-wise, which is a shame. But I'll keep them peeled now because I've got a sudden (laughs) urge for a grifter. The, The absurd thing is that my old grifter lived in my dad's garage for years and years and years. It was probably only got rid of about five years ago i should have just kept it and now i'd have a grifter that was too small for me i'd look like one of those sort of monkeys riding a child's bicycle that you
2: get in cruel zoos and pg tips adverts and I, <laughs> do they do I, probably
0: the, do the grifter was
1: a very late 70s <laughs> early 80s bike wasn't it very yeah, late old, 70s. hefty
0: old thing and then yeah. bmx craze came along and rendered it uh, yeah. sort of obsolete i do like the rally the way burner that- came along the rallies version of the bmx
1: oh yes I do like the way that stuff from the 70s and the 80s has become quite chic now. Bikes, cars, music, ace.
0: Right guys, McLaren strategy meeting 2016. Ron can't be here, but he sends a quantum of regretful emotions regarding his non-attendational circumstance re this interface. He sends what? No idea. Anyway, fresh ideas for the new season. Let's go. Right, well, the 80s are
1: back in style. Yes, they are. Totally on trend. So I'm thinking McLaren should go 80s style.
0: Yes, yes, I can see it now. Red and white colour scheme. Classic, iconic, yes. Um, not exactly. What I meant
1: was we should just try and win something. Steph petrol! we got a Joe speed. Here we are now, the early doors of January, and we've got bit of a wait before the formula one season starts the first race is march the 20th which is what about a fortnight later than it normally is or a week later normally so we've got all that testing and stuff to come before then sky are going to cover that fairly extensively i'll be interested to see what channel four do
2: yeah, that was a bit of an interesting development, wasn't it? A surprise. BBC I thought ITV th-
1: would snap it. Because the guy who's the head of sport at ITV is Niall Sloan. He used to be the head of sport at the BBC when the BBC acquired Formula One from ITV. And I thought he'd be mad keen. I know he's keen on motorsport. But for Channel 4 to get it, does that mean it's going to become a sort of a specialist sport? Because they have stuff like cricket. Specialist, isn't it? Horse racing. That's... Specialist, isn't it? And they used to have that Indian game on Channel 4, didn't they? Kabaddi. Kabaddi! Yeah. Used I like Kabaddi. So is that what's happened culturally, now that it's gone to Channel 4, that it's going to become a bit more of a specialist thing? It's not mass market anymore?
2: Well,
0: racing really popular.
2: Thing? I was going to say, yeah, I think not in this they era. Said, not, it's not, <laughs> not, no, no. I'm just the thing about it the the other way around. Why have Channel Four bought the rights? Why did Channel Four want to get into Formula One? I don't know. They want it to seems find, like a slightly sort of mystifying left field move to me. I um, reckon
1: it's because they've got to find something for Terry Christian to do because he hasn't really worked since the word, and he's probably going to host Channel Four, isn't he? Isn't that going to work? I'd be very happy if Channel Four reinvented Formula One and made it really sort of alternative. And bonkers, it'd
2: be great. Great channel, so yeah, good luck to them.
1: However, in the meantime, there are going to be some changes to Formula One, not just how we see it. The chief thing this year appears to be the tyres. Have you heard about the tyre rules?
2: Have you? Mm. you, you Last time I looked, I was confused, and I haven't looked again. So I know they're changing the rules. I have no idea how they're changing.
1: It's very complicated. I've been studying it today and i'm not very good on sports and tactics and rules and regulations like that i like the technology in formula one i like the backstory the sports side of it It mystifies me but as far as i can tell the headlines are this the teams will get 13 sets of tires over the weekend which is what they had before however before they had seven sets of prime and six sets of the option tire which they could use over the whole weekend right now, instead of there being two compounds brought to every race, Pirelli are going to bring three compounds. And there's a range of compounds. That will be the medium, the soft, the super soft. And ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome, I think it will debut in Monaco, the, the ultra, ultra soft tyre.
0: I like the fact that they use ultra. It just makes it sound kind of like it's if you touch it, it was something that would come off on your hand. I yeah. think it's, it's made of aerogel. So soft. It's yeah, it's yeah. really sticky. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: aerogel, though. It's almost no mass there whatsoever. I know aerogel's not sticky.
2: That was my problem. Aerogel <laughs> isn't sticky. It's a brittle material. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. But it's very you, light. You cannot make time. Okay, I'm know. sorry. I won't make
1: any of aerogel. I'm sorry. So i reading this bit of paper here, which says, okay, it gets really complicated now. So... You have to use a minimum of two of those compounds, right? So you can either use the medium and the soft or the medium and the super soft or the medium and all the variations. But you can use more than two. You can use more than two. You can use three. And if there is a super sticky tyre, the softest tyre, that's going to be useless for the race. But what they've effectively done is come up with a qualifying tyre where lots of teams may absolutely have to use that tyre to give them a good grid position however if you're in the top 10 if you make it through to q3 you have to start the race on the tires that you use for q3 so some teams are going to start on tires that will be rubbish after a lap and a half two laps they're that ultra soft Mm. and so there's going to be an awful lot of early pit stops and big tactical changes it will be like the old days i think it will be impossible to work out who's going to win this race until the last five laps when everyone's gone through all their tyre allocations. It's going to swap a lot.
2: Just on a practical note, does this mean that it's going to be a lot harder for Pirelli to work out how many of each compound they should be bringing to each race? Because if if the teams have got so much more freedom to choose how many sets of these three or four different compounds they use it just looks like Pirelli are going to have to bring a lot more tyres to each race. And that's not a good idea because they're trying to control costs,
1: aren't they in mm. Formula 1? And they pay for these tyres the teams at the moment.
2: Yeah, although presumably tyres that you haven't used at race 1 are going to be available at race 2. So I think over the course of seasons it's only the cost of transporting the tyres that's an issue. The fact that you've got twice as many tyres yeah, there, them, you know, yeah. that doesn't mean you're paying twice as much for your tyres because mm. you're only using the same number. Mm. It's a logistical thing for Pirelli to to shift twice as many tires
1: there's another funny thing in it as well where having used what would have been the prime choice of the three available for the first part of first practice you then have to give those tires back (laughs) I'm reminded of that now that's safe that's yours that's yours to keep (laughs) you know know, come back to that later on what was that some game show I understand what they're doing but as long as it boils down to you can't tell who's going to win until the last minute I think that's a good thing isn't it we like a bit of strategy even if we don't understand it it sounds
2: sounds like it could open up qualifying a bit more and introduce a bit more uncertainty, a bit more room for somebody to sacrifice a bit of overall race pace for a qualifying position, for a grid position. Mm. Appa- That's a good thing.
1: Apparently, the trick for a successful car this year is a car that's easy on its tyres because of these rule changes. So we're going to find a car with higher aerodynamic grip, you know, higher wing angles, because they've got to get that grip from aerodynamics rather than mechanical So You've got to take the load off the tyres and make the aero do the work. So we could see very busy winglets all over cars this year, I'm guessing. If
2: the air is doing more work and pushing the car down again, then you're loading up the tyres. But not I mean, what- as much as if you were forcing the
1: tyre to hold the car in position, the aero will hold the car in position.
2: But the aero acts through the tire. You know, you know. You yes, know, the, the, the tires are only sticking it down to the road that little bit more because you've got the extra aero. Well, uh, I take that as a general point that you know you, you can either spend your time making the aero better and you're pushing <laughs> the car down a bit more, or you can refine your compounds and make the tires work better, and you're eking out an advantage one way or the other. But um, so
1: when they do want to make their car easier on the tires, they crank up the wing angles. How does that work? I, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, Where's Pat Simmons when you need him? Oh, Pat Simmons, I've no idea how it works
2: either. I mean, mean, the way that that tyres get scrubbed, the way that tyres get worn at different directions, I think it it gets very complicated. Depending on the surface, depending on the temperature and and depending on the compound... Well, you're matching your compound to the surface, aren't you? Yeah, a certain amount of slip is going to produce different amounts of tyre wear Mm. depending on your surface and depending on your temperatures. I'm just saying it's complicated and I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's
0: entirely possible no one does. (laughs) (laughs) For me, this new tyre rule, is just not contrived enough, is it? (laughs) <laughs> why can't Formula it 1 really come on pull your really finger out to... and make it really complicated this time
1: do you have to have a good joke like every ninth lap you've got to change and run on glass tyres just make it a like I don't know like
0: musical something. chairs you've all got to come in when the music stops and put a different set of tyres on but only if there's a Y in the month yes. and the moon is in the third ascendant of Aquarius or something I think I, those, mean, r- I think really. we should have
2: you writing next year well now, I think these are the 2017 yeah, on, you know, if you're going to be Just
0: achingly dull and complicated, then really be dull and complicated. (laughs) That's my advice to this floundering sport that just seems to get worse and worse.
1: Well, bless them, they're trying their best.
0: They're not. Just stop all this (laughs) bloody aero nonsense, strip it right back, one choice of tyre, and then just go racing. That's not formula E, isn't it? Well...
2: But you have to have somewhere where things are complicated and where people can be ingenious one of the things that we like and admire about a lot of teams is the ingenuity of the team that came up with double diffuser or the car with six wheels Or the, I know, you know but wouldn't you have know, rather just really gone
0: like- and figured on oh no one you go oh do you remember when they came up with the double diffuser but you don't sort of enthuse about it in the way you go god do you remember when Senna and Mansell ran abreast? breast incredible race or well, I, mean, but, I
1: think each but, of us get different things from Formula One yeah I remember the great racing the great rivalry between the great drivers. But as a man who likes engineering, and I think Formula One does attract those who like engineering more than sport, that we come to Formula One to get these sort of technical nuances that we find out satisfying.
0: I just, I've You see men in immaculately iron shirts standing in the pit lane debating these finer points again. I slightly lose the will to live. And I just think it shouldn't be like this. It should be about what happens on the track so much. And also, I'll be honest, if they are going to make things incredibly complicated and add new layers of contrived rules, then I think... I think the very least they could do for all of us is be very lax about rule enforcement and let's encourage <laughs> rampant <laughs> cheating, encourage <more> cheating
2: again <laughs> we love cheating because okay. yeah, no, things don't be really complicated but there does have to be room for ingenuity you know we want to have well there's room. your cheating
0: then no. let the cheating happen
2: okay yeah. you
0: make a Up good to and including having the case, guy sir, in the car he's not who case. they say he is. And you're like, hang on a minute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. It's full dick dastardly stuff. I don't care.
2: He's a bit tall for Fernando Alonso.
0: Yeah. Oh, Fernando Alonso's agreed to open a Halfords this weekend. So he we stuck Nick Heidfeld in there. God knows who's in the Force India. We think it might be a robot.
1: It comes to the weighing of the drivers, and you get like three dwarves in a race suit. And two of them jump yeah. out. I'm sure Kylie Minogue
2: didn't start in this I'm sure. Like, <laughs> She's well, the Weybridge! That can't be right.
0: Hello, the PK residents. Nelson is Flav. man, money, money, nice Hello, Flavio. What do you want?
1: In 2016, the most important race for us guys, and knowing you lot out there as well, probably you too, is not an F1 race at all, but the Le Mans 24 Hours, and the prospect of this year's race is rather exciting for me, because Richard, you know I'm a big Ford fan, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we've got the Ford GTs Many around. Ford GTs. Yeah, celebrating their anniversary, aren't they? Since, was it 66 was uh, when they started yeah, winning? Yeah.
2: Yes, it was. Yeah. So
0: they're entering 66 cars. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> As a sort of... They've got 900 <laughs> drivers. Yes,
2: and out of a field of sort of 50-something cars, if, if 60 of them are... Yeah, uh, I mean, law uh, of averages, that's... Well, no, uh, they're probably going to win.
0: And uh, our baldy Scottish mate, Marino Franchitti, is one, hey! is one of the GT drivers.
1: That's Excellent. very good
0: Excellent. news. Yeah, well, we like Marino, don't we? Oh yeah, we do. Actually it's no, true. I don't because every time I see him he takes the Mickey off me for a thing that Evo magazine used to do where every time they needed to illustrate understeer, they used a picture of me driving a Porsche nine eleven on a track <laughs> <laughs> for the first time I might add, and I didn't realise how much they understeered and I barreled into a corner too quickly on like my second lap and just where the photographer was squealing well, would- understeer and it got to the point where they just used that photo just to I annoy me s- Marino only found out about this quite recently and he just uh, right. uses this all the time it amuses him so much that- I, I can I'm, see
2: why yeah, well
0: fair enough I'm yes.
1: looking for a Ford GT with a lack of front end grip now so if we get a shot of Marino in the early days of testing that car understeering slightly we will use this as evidence again do you know it.
0: what I'm not sure that the Ford GT in its basic road car form mm. has exactly sort of what Ron Dennis would call optimal aero Uh for a racing scenario Uh because have you noticed the split thing on the back of that car absurd it sort of stretches like about 12 feet behind the car and it's held on with wires and I just think hmm yeah, that to me seems they've had to sort of bodge something together to make it work. But Well,
1: Ford's official line on the car is that, well, basically the road car is the race car. Why was he Canadian, the head of Ford? He was there for a moment, wasn't he? he? It sounded like it. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough old thing to take on Ferrari and Corvette and Aston back there they, and Porsche. They, they did it before. They did. They're doing it again. Very different age, you know? you, reckon? you reckon? Well. I'm not
2: so sure. I wish them
1: well, I just don't think they will.
2: No, coming in on your first year, your first go, you, you never do that well. You can't do that well mm. unless you're McLaren. Mm. Um, so, There'll be yeah. no fantastic
1: Nissan GTRs, though, at Le Mans this year. Oh, my shoulders fall with disappointments. Nissan gave up whilst they were developing that car. Why well, do you think they did that?
2: It's just a great shame. I mean, all credit to them for being as bold as they were and coming in with something that's different. And that's one of the great things about Le Mans, the variety of machines, the variety yeah. of technology, different sound, different shapes. And, and Nissan really went that little bit further in coming out with such a, such a different concept. Great shame it didn't work. We like um, bonkers, though. Uh, like or, or didn't work well enough, you know, with more yeah, developments.
0: Maybe it would have done. I maybe. don't know. Uh, secretly I think we all wanted it to work just so you yeah. could go bloody hell that works yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob Bul- knows what he's doing I mean, I'm sure he does but he it's a big really, ball bag I think isn't it and uh, he's he's not been allowed to sort of refine that yeah. basic and slightly bonkers idea
2: I mean maybe this says that in this day and age it's so much harder to get the performance that you need to really be competitive without getting everything almost absolutely right there's a lot less room for the bold idea that has something really solid and useful in it to overcome not getting all of the things around it at least 98% as good as mm-hmm. they could be yeah. you know if you yeah. haven't developed all those other things quite enough it's holding back your central bold concept. So I guess I'm saying we're just not going to know how good that car could have been. That's a shame. Yeah, well, I the real been.
0: shame for me is that being a front-engine, front-wheel-drive car, I'd have loved to have a chance to drive it in the Le Mans race and really understeer it through some of the corners, thus causing <laughs> Marino Franchitti and his Ford GT to crash off as well. <laughs> tears <laughs> of laughter, yes.
1: Do you know where they went wrong with that <laughs> Nissan GTR. They should have branded it Micra shouldn't they front wheel drive it would have done the brand some I think good. the
2: marketing's 15 years too late I think that marketing <laughs> effort would be, yeah, too late uh, to save the micro yeah,
1: yeah. well we'll be following developments of Le Mans Vichier on series or is it season 12 series. series 12 of Gareth Jones on speed if you'll but stay does with that this annoy part. you so
0: I don't know but it annoys me immensely <laughs> Immensely. But more than being photographed I under steering. I think it's because, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's partly because we used to get a lot of people coming to us at Top Gear and go, I love your season seven. I like season 10. And they'd be like, no, it's series 10. We're a British show. We call it series. You will bloody well toe the line. And we were quite cocky about this. And we just go, how dare you use the wrong word for our collection okay, of programs? Okay. Can I take you to task on Top Gear or Top Gear? Oh, well, no. That's roaming syllabular. You know, is it there.
1: Robin Hood or Applesauce or- Or is it Robin Hood? Well, that's the thing. If you notice,
0: I think as a general rule, Americans always land the emphasis on the first syllable. Ice cream, cream. applesauce, Robin Uh, Hood, Robin Hood, and Donald Trump—total (laughs) apple. I don't know why they do that. But, they so, but you do. We, we I think sessions. just be, being British and therefore being sort of slightly obtuse and cussed, we like the emphasis to be done on a case by case basis, yeah, well, well, I'm <laughs> just to uh, confuse foreigners. I, th- I think for me, <laughs> yes.
2: it's more like I like to take my time deciding where I'm going to put the emphasis in sentence. I, I like to get going on the sentence yes. before I decide where the emphasis. Has like to be. the, um,
0: you know, on those little sort of two or three carriage sprintry type trains that go up and down, like from Cardiff to Manchester and stuff like. That. No, yeah. the ones that do long distances, but they're not that big, and they have a trolley that goes up with refreshments. Yes. And I was on mm-hmm. one once, and the bloke who was going up and down he was going would you like any refreshments would you like any refreshments? 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 And I was like, this is brilliant. The guy has got quite a dull job, and he's livening it up by moving the emphasis yeah. down the sentence he's obliged to say. It was wonderful to I behold. like,
1: like, it. like David Kijensen Jensen with the emphasis completely on the wrong sentence.
0: <laughs> he used to do the that at the Top of, of the Pops Rival on ICB, didn't he? Where he'd go, hi, welcome to the Roxy. And That's he would right. It's like, hmm, overemphasizing that a bit.
1: So, yeah, the rest of the season, we may talk about cards as well as television presenters' uh, (laughs) emphasis and things like that. But, yes, in the rest of the season series. Series. Sorry, 12, Gareth Jones on Speed. Uh, But before all that, we've got a rather special event. As you know, we've been doing this for, well, 10 years. I know this is the beginning of the 12th series because we weren't able to do the celebration last year, which was our 10-year anniversary for one reason or another. But we are doing a bash. It takes place on Saturday the 16th of January, about 7.30 in the evening, at a venue called the Islington, in Islington in North London. Conveniently close to Kings Cross and other railway station, so you can get there from wherever you are. If you haven't bought tickets yet and you'd like to come down and see... Well, what's going to happen? Three deaf lads doing
2: talking? Do we think? some Talking? It's roughly, yeah. yeah, they'll be they'll be talking. They they'll be talking. Be, uh, yeah. There'll be some music, I think. There'll, yeah, there'll be there'll yeah. be live talking and some
1: live music. And there'll be some funnying. We a know. bit of funnying.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, special guest or special oh, guests? Oh yes.
1: Yep. 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 Can't tell you who they are, but good. we they're like they're them a great they're good deal. Yes, we think you will. Love yeah, them. and if there's a reason to come down for this, I reckon it's the special guests. That's what I reckon. That's how good it is. And the pop music side of it will be funny as well. I hope. Yeah, come and join oh, yeah. us. Oh, yeah. And then when we've done all the recording and the playing at eleven o'clock, we will then come and join everyone for a small. I'm going to have a glass of pop myself.
0: Yeah, I think it's always important to say at this point that uh, if you're coming to the show and you want to talk to Gareth or Zog or me, don't be shy about offering to buy us a drink.
2: (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> we I'd imagine be having
0: done the talking and stuff we might be quite thirsty I know I will be but yeah it would be very nice to see you there I'm yeah. talking to you personally as well yes that's right. Yes. you you yes. the one with the phone in your ears yes
2: this yes. is now giving me a dilemma I now have to decide whether I'm going to drive there on Saturday night mm. or drink I have to make a decision here oh do, do
1: that's both sogs right. no yeah, you can't Yeah, that's right yeah you can't well hey I'd offer you a place to crash here but I have a feeling this show <laughs> is full of full of band I
2: think <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get to the car probably if I can I like
1: yeah. hey please come because stuff've made me a lift home yeah. <laughs> <There> you'll <go.
2: laughs> be listening to Gareth Jones on
1: speed if you want to get tickets for 10 years on speed go to the website garethjones.tv and follow the link there for all the details he was Richard goodbye he was Zod goodbye I was Gareth and I'll see you for some live on speed soon see ya